welcome to the Average Hiker Podcast. I'm Em, and I have a super special guest here today with me, Remy. <laughs> hey guys. Remy and I are here today to talk about our trip to Iceland, which we took because I had to go to Africa for work. Um, my first ever time in Africa, and it was going to be two weeks, and I was pretty stressed out about it, and I decided to add a little trip on the end. Um, Remy and I had just literally just been talking about how much we love traveling and uh, any opportunity we could get to travel so when I found out that I was going to the Ivory Coast and I would have to fly through uh, Brussels or Paris to get there I decided you know we should meet up in Europe and and spend a week doing something awesome. Remy of course was on board right away. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I wasn't sure where I wanted to go but Remy mentioned Iceland, and I was all for it. I've always wanted to go to Iceland. It's always been um, kind of a dream of mine. It looks like such a beautiful place, so I was pretty excited. And yeah, so we decided to go to Iceland. Um, and that is the why behind the Iceland trip. Um, we've uh, actually known each other for a long time. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we went to school together for geology, two rock nerds hanging out in Iceland, <laughs> looking at volcanoes. Um, yeah, Remy, did you want to say a bit about yourself? I mean, now that, now everyone knows you're a geologist, so <laughs> that's out of the bag. <laughs> well, I'm dating Emily. That's one thing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so both being geos, it's, uh, it's fun to nerd out about rocks, and, yeah, Iceland is definitely a good place to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I like the outdoors, hiking, snowboarding, surfing, plan on living in a camper van at some point yeah. with all of these fur babies, two dogs and a cat now, which, uh, we just adopted in the family. So yeah. And they are all currently in the room with us. So you will definitely hear them. Um, <laughs> two dogs, Sassy and Shadow are on the bed with us and Lupin the cat is currently playing with the blinds. Um, the window covering over there so yeah (laughs) always an adventure with these crazy hooligans around I wanted to talk a bit about kind of how we planned the trip Um, we did decide to do it a little bit spur of the moment Um, (laughs) yeah about a month before yeah and uh, just dove right in decided to to jump on it Um, Remy found some really good flight deals right away which was perfect back when uh, what were they called Oh, Wow Air. It was Wow Air before yeah. Wow Air tanked, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, because they had some really great deals. So he found us some really great flights. Um, my flights were all covered from work. I had to play, pay my flight um, to Iceland and then from Iceland to Toronto, back in Canada. Um, but otherwise, um, the rest of my flights were covered, which was really nice. Yeah, yeah, like the work trip. A quarter of the cost that I had. Yeah, <laughs> a little unfair. <laughs> You yeah. bought me dinner and stuff. Well, you planned the entire trip, <laughs> so you deserved it. And I do mean the entire trip. Um, literally, absolutely everything. He got all of the hotels or um, and Airbnbs and everything booked up. Um, figured out all the food, did the budget, um, planned our whole itinerary, which was amazing. I was so stressed out about this trip. I'd never been to Africa. This was a really big project that I was helping work with. Um, so I was pretty stressed out and he knew that and he said, you know, don't worry, I got this. And you did. <laughs> you had it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I'm a Google fiend. I like to do my research and find the deals yeah. and mo- mostly just plan how to have the best experience possible that 
you know, is off the beaten path. Yes, Where definitely. there's not many people, you know, those are hidden yeah. gems. Um, but we did hit some of the highlights, and we'll go over yeah. that when we go through our itinerary. The other nice thing with Remy doing all the planning and the budgeting was that he actually used to have a travel blog uh, where it was really budget-focused. Um, so it was how to get uh, see the most and do the most without uh, spending a fortune. Yeah. So I knew I was in good hands with him doing all the planning. It was pretty great. More bang for the buck. Yeah, for sure. The money that we saved in other places, we kind of splurged on like some really amazing attractions. Yes, uh, excursions. Excursions. Yeah, we, and that's the thing with Iceland. You can, to get to the real true gems of Iceland, yeah. you either have to know exactly what, the, what you're doing and have all the gear, yeah. which would be expensive anyways, yeah. or you pay local guides and basically they're really knowledgeable and they'll keep you safe and... That's where we decided to spend our money was the highlights, especially being um, going to check out some ice caves because uh, we were there in December and that's open season for, for ice caving. Yeah. Um, I would say that is number one on your list for Iceland. For sure. So far. I mean, we plan on going back, but so yeah. far that was probably the most one of the most epic days of my life. Yeah, for and sure. And I've been to places. <laughs> I know. We've, we've been to places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was um, snorkeling uh, Silfra, yeah. which is the continental divide yeah. between uh, the North American and Asiatic plates, I believe. I think so, yeah. See, we're geologists, but we don't remember everything from school, so we, no. we approximate and then we Google. Everyone heard <laughs> that in my Newfoundland episode where I was like, eras, eons, eras, eons. Yeah. I can't remember. It's where I've the... been out of school for 10 years. <laughs> it's a crack forming in the ground between two continents, and you it gets filled with glacial water. So yeah. it's basically so clear that you can see hundreds of meters down and people go there mm -hmm. it's very popular for snorkeling and scuba diving and super super cold glacial water yeah. so have fun <laughs> it was really cold um and they were explaining that the water is so crystal clear because it runs off from the mountains and goes through the basalt fields and i talked a bit about basalt in the mongolia Filtration. episode basalt is everywhere <laughs> um but basalt is just lava rock for anyone who doesn't know and it's full of air pockets and yeah as remy just said it does filter the water so by the time it gets to the middle of the rift it's all nice and clear and uh clean and you can see so deep down and it was so cool so those were some of the activities that we paid money for. Um, we did do a lot of free stuff as well. Um, there's a lot of really neat things on the go. So uh, we do have the itinerary here because I wanted to yeah, check that out. Yeah, we got out. an eight-day itinerary. We planned the trip for eight days, which worked for both yeah, of our work schedules. Yeah, day, day one, arrive in Iceland. And so I actually got there the day before because Lucky. of how my European trip was. So I landed in... Um, just outside of Reykjavik in the airport there. Keflavik. Keflavik. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, so I had got an Airbnb right in Keflavik. Um, by the way, in old Keflavik. Keflavik is actually a 45 minute to an hour drive from downtown Reykjavik. So, right. you know, you think you land in Reykjavik the first time, but you don't. <laughs> You need to plan that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they offer shuttles or you can rent a car. I, I would recommend renting a car if you're going to do that anyways. Yeah. And then you I can just you roll out. I assume you have to out. drive everywhere. So yeah. It just makes sense. Avoid all the tourist buses. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so when I landed in Keflavik, 
Um, I was so excited to be off of a plane because, oh my God, I'd spent the last 20 some hours <laughs> on planes and in airports and I was exhausted from waiting in lines and exhausted from being squished in planes um, because the flights there, it was, oh, and I got heat stroke. Yeah, in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You were pooch. You are exhausted. I was exhausted. So... And you needed a shower. I needed a shower. (laughs) So like the day before I left the mine site that I was at in Africa in the morning around, I think, 8 8 a.m. And it was a four hour drive to this little airport. So four hour drive through the desert. So really hot. And I did have water with me, but I don't think I had enough water in hindsight because of the heat stroke. (laughs) (laughs) And so I ended up getting to this little airport uh and we had to wait and we were supposed to only have to wait for an hour to get to the flight or before our flight came sorry and then we would fly to the capital and then I could leave Africa and go back to Europe and uh the flight was delayed for three hours so I had that four hour drive in the desert with very little water sweating a lot and then three hours in this tiny little airport with no air conditioning no fans no water just it's literally like a little room with and then there's like a bathroom um and it wasn't a terrible airport but it was there was not a lot there were no amenities whatsoever (laughs) um and then I got on the plane and there was an hour flight back to the capital once I landed in the capital I knew I was really really dying for water so I um ended up going back to the guest house that the mine site um has there in the capital and um chugged a whole bottle of water and a half because I knew I was really dying of thirst and I didn't want to get sick and I had some food and then around nine o'clock that night so I've been traveling on route basically from eight o'clock in the morning till now it's nine o'clock at night um the shuttle picks me up and takes me to the international airport And I go and I'm standing in the security line and I start to get the symptoms of heat stroke. So I'm standing in the line at security. It is crazy hot, hotter than I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) I don't even, I'm Canadian. I can't do heat. It's just not a thing. (laughs) And so it was so hot and I am swaying and, and my brain keeps going blank and I've got a killer headache and I feel so nauseous and all I'm thinking is don't don't pass out don't puke don't pass out don't puke because I really didn't want to end up in a hospital in Africa and be delayed to get to Iceland and like I and I'm alone there and you know so I don't want anything bad to happen and I'm like just get through the security line but I was in the security line for at least 45 minutes maybe more And there was one fan that, as the line went zigzagging back and forth, um, occasionally you'd come across the fan as you went one way in the zigzag and then you went past it and you had no fan anymore. And then it comes back and, and so on and so forth. So eventually, I get through security. The second I get through security, I beeline for the bathroom. Almost puke. It was terrible. Didn't puke, thank God. Um, went to, (laughs) left the bathroom, went immediately to the cafe, bought two bottles of water, chugged one, almost puked again, and then slowly drank the other bottle of water. 
by the time I got on the plane, I still felt sick, but I wasn't as bad. <laughs> um, and that's how I started my trip to Iceland was heat stroke in an airport in the Ivory Coast. So that was fun. <laughs> um, it was about a six hour flight from there, a red eye flight um, from the Ivory Coast to Brussels. I had a short layover in Brussels. I think it was only one or two hours and then a quick hop over to Iceland. So by the time I got to Iceland, as Remy said, I was exhausted. I was stinky. I needed a shower. I felt like garbage on a sidewalk. I just felt terrible. Um, and when I got to the airport and got outside, it was like, it was like I was alive again. It just felt so good. Um, you know, it was so beautiful right away. Instantly, it was just so beautiful. And the air was nice and crisp and it was um, just late afternoon. Um, and my Airbnb in Keflavik, it said it was a 45 minute walk or about a 10, 10, 15 minute drive. And because my legs were so stiff from sitting on planes, I decided to walk. So I got to have this beautiful walk from the airport to my Airbnb in old Keflavik where there was cobble streets and the Airbnb I found had, um, the basement had a cobble floor and a little old wooden door and everything was so cool and small. And I was really excited to get there and I just crashed right away. It was fantastic. <laughs> and then Remy showed up. <laughs> uh, Remy got there, landed in the morning. Um, 5 a.m. he landed and then he picked up the rental car and drove to the Airbnb and met me there. Okay, so um, I knew that Remy was coming pretty soon to the Airbnb and... Of course, I hadn't been sleeping because I was so excited to hit the road and go see the rest of Iceland. So, um, you know, I woke up pretty early and unlocked the door so that he could come in. Thank goodness. <laughs> I was exhausted. Didn't leave you out stranded. <laughs> and yeah, you'd come straight from Toronto. So that was a pretty long flight. Eh? Midnight flight. It was a red eye. Oh, yeah. Midnight. So I landed. When I landed there, I basically didn't have any sleep till 5 or 6 a.m. Yeah. So I went pretty much 24 hours straight. Yeah, and you'd driven down from Sudbury to Toronto, eh? So it was a uh, four hours there, too. Yeah. Busy. Busy, busy. Busy, busy. So, yeah, he snuck into the Airbnb and gave me a big hug. And mm. we had some coffee, we had some breakfast, and then we hit the road. Had a shower. Yeah, a shower. Yeah. Very important. <laughs> and, and a two-hour nap. And a two-hour nap. And a two-hour nap, <laughs> so it was safe for me to drive ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was my biggest Yeah, you were also the, first... the driver the whole trip, yeah. which is very impressive. So that was my challenge the first day was fighting off jet lag mm -hmm. and fatigue. So I made sure to plan the first day an easy day. So we did the touristy things the first day. We did the two big waterfalls all along the south. Mm-hmm. And if there's any Icelandic names that we should pronounce, I'm going to let you pronounce them because you I'll did way better than now. I did. Do it. We went to see Sahalansfoss, Sahalansfoss, and Skogafoss. <laughs> Sahalansfoss always gives me a hard time. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of consonants in there. But I'll leave it to you to Google it because they're so well known that I don't really need to say what they are. <laughs> yeah, we basically from Reykjavik, we went straight east. South and east on the south coast. And so we saw two waterfalls on the way, 
And we did the Black Sand Beach and the Kilometer Basalt that day, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Black Sand Beach and Vik. Is it Vik? Uh, yeah, it's close to Vik. V-I-K? Yeah. Black Sand Beach, where you can go watch a bunch of not-so-smart tourists. Yeah. Almost get caught by waves. Yeah. So there was a couple <laughs> of, like, unexpected things on the trip, and some of them were good and some of them were bad. So mm -hmm. one of the bad ones was that um, when we were at the Black Sand Beach, they have something called sneaker waves um, that come out of nowhere and can come up really high on the beach, and they suck tourists out and people die every year yeah they have a sign up telling people not there's to do several it. signs and, and then you get to the beach and people are doing it people are right next to the water taking pictures you, and a really? couple people got caught in some waves like and they didn't get sucked yeah, out their phones got but they dropped their phones one person on lost their, their phone while they were there yeah, while we were there yeah and so it was pretty upsetting we took a couple pictures and then i wanted to leave so we uh, took off and kept going and saw another beautiful waterfall and uh, continued on to our cottages, where that night we actually got a good unexpected surprise, which was the cottage had hot tubs. <laughs> they were the Horgsland Cottages, yeah. which I would highly recommend along the south They were coast. really nice. They were super rustic. They looked like little ski cottages. Great ski cottage look, and the backdrop was amazing. Yeah. And uh, they were super affordable. And if you're like, it could fit how many? Like six like to eight six people? six to eight people, yeah. We and had the whole kitchenette. thing to ourselves. And there was like three was bedrooms. Like <laughs> and it was just two of us. $120 yeah. for the night. See, he's the and best if, at finding deals. If you're a family of eight, I think it was like less than, 50, it was like 15 to $20 per person if you fit yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, a huge deal. That was uh That, that was, was a great find. find. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so before, I feel like we missed one little gem for day one, and that was uh, a little hidden waterfall behind Selhalensfoss, the first waterfall. Not really behind, like kind of It's connected to, to yeah. the side. Yeah, to yeah, the, yeah, 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 It's to the north. If yeah. you look on the map, it's to the north. Yeah. Or if you're looking at the waterfall, it would be to left. your left. Yeah. But it's down quite a ways. Yeah. We had to do a little bit of a hike. Explore the whole face. That's all yes. I'll say. Yeah. Go to the, the farm. The whole cliff face. Go to the farm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this uh, hidden waterfall it actually has a name. It's pretty easy to find. It's uh, Glufrabui. G-L-J-U-F-R-A-B-U-I. Hey. And uh, it's just a, a little hidden waterfall uh, behind the rocks. And it's really cool. And you can walk right into it and get really nice pictures. And it's and very get soakers. Get soakers, but it's it's <laughs> almost like a good adrenaline introduction to Iceland. It really got my heart going, and just to be in there, it was very powerful, and it woke me up from my jet lag That's and true, yeah. helped me get through the day because yeah. I was so tired and I felt like I was fading. And we had yeah. a long like two two to three hours, which is a long time when you're yeah. tired. So. I definitely recommend jet laggies go to Guluju Frabui Falls. <laughs> you said that's super French. <laughs> I know. It's because it's got accent aiguise. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's good for day one. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. And the reason that I did not go in was because I didn't want to get a soaker because I only had the one pair of boots. She was playing it safe. But I should have gone in because it looked came. awesome. Um, so day two, uh, we drove... Uh, continued west, east, oh my god, continued east, 
So day two, we continued day east. Day two, we continued east um, to Spartafoss Waterfall, yeah. which is the big one. And that was right before, it was like pretty much right at the start of the three glaciers. So there's I think so, yeah. part of the, the major uh, Svatna Yokul, yeah. Svatna Yokul yeah. glacier yeah. systems. <laughs> and uh, so that w waterfall was original in that it had the columnar basalts uh, right where the waterfall was. So right. it was carving, the waterfall was carving out yeah. the columnar basalt in the middle of a mountain. And when you got on top of the waterfall, you could see uh, both glaciers on each right. side of this, which was quite the view. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking of a different waterfall. But yeah, that's the one with the columnar basalts, and that was really awesome. And we were finally, once we got around there, we were far enough away that there weren't as many tourists, which was awesome. Yeah, they start to go Up until that point, we'd been that. spending like maybe 10, 15 minutes at each place and then bailing because there was just too many people. Yeah, it was too many people, and the weather wasn't great when we got there. It was, yeah. it was windy, you yeah, know, we were getting into windy. winter. and Yeah. But, but we're Canadians. We're Canadian. We, we took it. Yeah. We were able to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after, well, even then, so we saw this waterfall. Remy got some awesome pictures. I took some pictures of him taking pictures. I'm that weirdo. <laughs> With your phone. <laughs> With my phone, because I didn't bring a camera. I was like, whatever, it's fine. There was another super awesome, unexpected thing on our trip at Spartapos was that I saw a little trail going up that no one was near, and I got super excited about because I love climbing That's things. That's the one where you could see both glaciers. Yeah. It was amazing. It and was such so a great find. I, like, took off up this trail, and I was so excited, and Remy was like, what are you doing? And, and so, we like, he came after me, and we, we just kept going, and I'm like, I just want to go a little bit further. I just want to go a little bit further. And so by the time we got somewhere, we, we got up to this the top of this hill, and we were so close to the glaciers, and we were so close to these big, beautiful peaks. You could see all the alpine. You could see everything. You could see the ocean. The mainland, it everything. Was so it was beautiful. such a good view. I started crying. Yeah, you I, did. <laughs> I love mountains. I and just... Oh, my God. It's so beautiful. I'm such a geologist. I'm such an outdoors person. I just love it. And you're in tune with nature. And, and okay. It makes and you I'm in tune with nature. And it makes you all giggly and cry. It did. When you, so I got all, all cry yeah, babyish. All the feels. Yeah, and uh, we got some beautiful pictures, but that was awesome. That was a really fun little explorer. It was that was experience. pretty much I would say that our first genuine experience with ice. And, yeah. Like the other ones, the waterfalls they were good. You know, yeah. the Black Sand Beach was good, but yeah. it was overrun by tourists. And, yeah, you know, we were, it was just we it's didn't hard have, to enjoy it and feel a real connection. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have our space to literally not only just have our own space, but connect with the land and really really see it for the first time yeah really enjoy it hey shadow do you want to be part of the podcast you don't have to cry at hey? the microphone buddy he's helping hi shadow what's up buddy hi buddy yeah hi good boy Okay, so the other thing we did on day two was the uh, Glacier Lagoon in Diamond Beach, which was really cool. It was so cool. It was really cool. It was, like, one of the coolest. We spent, like, an hour there. Well, you could go and grab the glaciers. There's a bunch of glaciers on the beach. Well, bit, bits of ice. Bits of glacier. ice. Yeah. But you <laughs> but knew they were from those glaciers. They're from the glaciers, And yeah. they're crystal clear. Yeah. And 
There's just something awesome. about it, yeah. It's really cool. And you can see all the big blue glaciers that you basically you go in those ice caves. Mm-hmm. When you when they take you on a tour in Vatnajökull Glacier, mm-hmm. you go at the end of Glacier Lagoon to the glacier, and you go inside those caves. So, mm-hmm. so we were able to see all that, and I would say three days it took. Shadow, you're so whiny. Hey, Shadow. He's fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, the cat and our other dog, Sassy, are great. super quiet on the bed with us and Happy. not making any noises nope. or grumpy. Hey, Sass. So you were saying about the glacier and how we got to see the Glacier Lagoon and then we actually got to go in the caves of the Glacier Lagoon later. I think that's kind of the main reason we stayed in Holfen for a couple of days. Holfen is great because it's large enough. It's a fishing port. Mm-hmm. It's large enough to have some of the generic gas stations. Mm-hmm. Great food. We, yeah, we hit the restaurant awesome two, food. It's the only time we went to the restaurant. Yeah, twice. Twice in a row. Because <laughs> it was so good. And they were friendly. And yeah. we had unli- you could do unlimited soup if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, which was awesome. For an affordable price. And they had great, I had the fish and chips. Yeah. Which obviously was fresh. I had that veggie burger and it was and insane. And you had the veggie burger it was so in good. Iceland and it yeah. was delicious. It was so good. I'm pretty sure it was vegan. It might have been vegan. I'm pretty sure it was vegan and I, even I had this burger and it was so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, they're impressive. Yeah, so where we stayed at, in Hofen, we stay, stayed at Selhavelia Guest House. So, it was yeah. perfect. And so it was why beautiful. did we stay there? At Hofen? Yeah. You were talking about that earlier. Um, well, how Hofen's like a great central right. hub. Right. So, because <coughs> the next year we were supposed to go to back to the Glacier Lagoon to do the Glacier Tour. And so we got there, but the weather was really bad. They were having lightning storms on the glacier. It was lightning storms. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's So true. it wasn't safe for us to go. We drove that morning in torrential rain. It's Pitched an hour. Black, Pitch like, black. Like, total darkness. We're like, I don't know if this is going to happen. We yeah. had a feeling. Yeah. But because our glacier tour was canceled and it was super rainy and really overcast, we didn't really know what to do. So we ended up going to Vesterhorn. Yeah. We had planned Vesterhorn. But it was supposed to be the day before. It was supposed to be the day... But we've been driving so much, we skipped After it. the I, the glacier tour. According to the itinerary I have in front of me, it's supposed to be day two. <laughs> it's supposed to be what? Day two. Day two what? Vesterhorn. It was supposed to be on day two, but then we didn't do it. And we ended up doing it on day three because our glacier tour got canceled. Right. 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 And we were going to do it after... Oh, so Vesterhorn was like a bonus. It was, um, it was just kind of, it's something that you really wanted to see. Oh, we were going to do the Vesterhorn But we didn't slot a lot of time out for it. Yeah. It was just kind of like, if we have time, let's go see this. Because it was past Holfen. Yeah. We weren't sure how long, how much time we'd have and what we wanted to do. So we ended up doing that instead of our glacier tour on day three. Mm Mm-hmm. It worked out. You got some amazing pictures with the clouds partying, and it was so cool. Uh, That's what I like about Iceland. You got to make the most of the extreme weather too, because sometimes it works out. Yeah, and our tour got canceled because of the weather, and we were worried about seeing what Vesterhorn's all about. It's ocean meets insanely high mountains. And, like, alien-like black sand beaches mm-hmm. with nobody there. Perfect for pictures. Oh, yeah. And it's great, especially when you go... Yeah. There was that kid with the drone. There, there was someone... Yeah. And we seen him. We kept we seeing saw him, him a couple the times. whole trip. Yeah. yeah. Along all the glaciers. He had his drone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Vesterhorn was beautiful. Um, and we really got lucky because 
the clouds opened up just just enough so that we can get a couple of shots yeah. of the mountain tops. Yeah. You want to see the mountain tops? Yeah, it was really pretty. The yeah. And then after Vesterhorn, we we'd spent several hours outside in the cold in the rain. Um, and you know, we had the proper gear cause we're geologists. I mean, you know, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, we were both pretty chilly and so we thought we might want to stop at the hot spring on the way back. Unfortunately, the hot spring was closed. The yeah. one near Wolfen. And I just saw someone I know go to Iceland and they went to those ones cause they were open. No. So yeah, we were there during the It was closed for cleaning. It was yeah. for maintenance. maintenance yeah. 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 And they were so, nice. There was a nice sunset when we went to yeah. where the only ones there. Yeah, and Remy considered just going, popping the fence and going in anyways. Anyway. Yeah. I felt too bad. I can't well, break Well, you rules. don't know why it's broken down. Maybe it's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> or there's like some bad chemical or something. Yeah. Yeah, so Not we we decided to just go back to the hotel. We still had a really nice evening. Oh, yeah. That hotel yeah. was so nice. It was awesome. That was day three. And then day four. Ooh. Are you going to say what day four was and why it was so good to have that day planned? Well, day four was kind of a backup day. It was a backup day. Yeah. So it was perfect that our glacier tour got canceled, but Remy planned a backup day. Yes. Because he knew <laughs> that the glacier tour was affected by weather. So. Yep. Well, not only that, but you, ha you want that extra day in case you're really tired or... You know, we had we had to drive back to Reykjavik all the way to Reykjavik for day in one five, day. yeah. Which meant if we had a free day, we could go back up the south coast and hit up a few little hidden gems, including a hot spring we didn't get to, mm -hmm. which we could maybe let you know where that is. Basically, because of that, it enabled us to get our get our their our ice cave tour in anyways. But because of that, we ended up having to. Drive, drive back, back that same night which in was the a dark. five hour drive and we'd spent all day hiking hiking on, on ice, the glacier yeah. tour you know what it was totally worth it we pull it off go team go team we barely even bickered yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we cooked dinner at like 11 p.m mm -hmm. and uh the next day after that long drive we still managed to get up in time to figure out our um uh lava tube cave right yeah, because we were going up to the peninsula. So before we moved on, I yes. want to talk about our ice caves. Yes. Yeah. So before we moved on, yes. I want to talk about our ice caves. Yes. Yeah. That's why, that's the main reason why we're doing an Iceland Yeah, because this is the Average episode. Hiker Podcast. It's the Average Hiker Podcast. And we got to hike on a glacier. And we got to hike on a glacier. Which is this not is... average. No. But still awesome. Okay, we need to let these people know what they must do if they want the full glacial okay, experience for, for this hour. tell them. So if you're an average hiker like us, you want to go to Vatnajökull Glacier and book a tour. There's two different ones. Um, it depends on your budget, obviously, and it also depends on what experience you want. Uh, you know, if you like being brought to the caves in a Jeep, in a 4x4 off-road Jeep, and... You know, an hour, an hour and a half uh, trip into the caves. Um, the thing with that is you'll, you'll get a lot more people. You're looking at about 120 to $150 uh, for that one. Beautiful caves. They're called, I think it's the Crystal Caves are very popular. Yeah, I can't remember. So the Crystal Caves are very popular, very photogenic. Uh, you'll be battling with more people. 
So, You'll probably get people in your shots. So if you're there yeah. to get Instagram shots, you're going to end up with people you're in your shots. You're dealing with groups of 15 to 30, sometimes yeah. 60, because there's different tour companies going to these caves and because they're closer. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do a little bit of research and find this one company. Yeah, so our tour group was awesome. Um, the guide was local. Um, he was from Holfen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew all the trails and all the good glacier stuff. You guys both had beards, so you instantly bonded. We were beard bros. Beard brothers. Um, he liked that we were geologists and actually had me explain climate change to yeah, a couple people at one point, which oh, was a little embarrassing. So but also, I felt really special, so that made me happy. But you were the specialist. You're the sed- You've always been the sedimentary. Slash glacial I, I specialist. I do have a passion for yep. glaciers and sediment. And you're good I at love it. dirt. We came to you at, in school for notes, especially. That is true. Very yeah. well organized notes. Yeah. Just like this podcast. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so tell us about how the tour started. So the tour started, We it was dark. And we met very early in the morning at this little... Glacier Lagoon. Caban at Glacier Lagoon. It was Glacier Lagoon. Yeah. That's where they all start. Yep. And uh, we there were several tours, and so we had to first find which van was our van. Yeah. Um, we and got there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but it took us a little bit. Um, they found us. They found us. We figured it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we hopped in the big four by four jeep with the giant tires. About six, five, five of us, five yeah. tour members. Six. Because we the father, son, us, and then the couple, yes. and then our guide. So we were six people on the guide. Yeah. Which just in itself is worth the extra, I think it was $320 each. Yeah. 350 yeah. each. Yeah, but it was well worth it. So it was about double, but you yeah. were there four times the amount of time. Yep. You went, you Small walked. Groups. F- smaller groups. Smaller groups, five people. to six. Great people. Yeah, awesome. Everyone there wanted adventures, so they were, yep. and cameras, so yep. that everyone was very similar in what they we weren't the only people with multiple cameras yeah (laughs) (laughs) and multiple types of cameras yeah action cameras so you should say which kind of cameras you had yeah um you don't have to say the brand just like the style yeah well basically i'll 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 say it It doesn't matter it's um i I brought my gopro um and that was fixed to my chest mount Mm -hmm. uh just as it's kind of like my least used camera now, like I used to use it for snowboarding, but uh, it was it was on my chest mount just for not to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had was using a for the first time my Rilo three hundred and sixty camera. Um, it's pretty similar to it's exactly like the GoPro version now that gives you full three hundred and sixty views. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks kind of funny in the videos. It the person's holding it, but it doesn't look like they're holding it. So I had that, and I had my. Uh, Nikon D3400, pretty basic, uh, rookie camera that's very powerful. Yeah, with a tripod? With a tripod, so I could get uh, that quality yep. uh, picture. And I had a cell time. phone. And Hey-o. you had the cell phone taking pictures of me <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, I was just there for moral support, Yeah, photography-wise. <laughs> so that was fun. We actually ended up getting a really cool... Uh, video with that Rilo. I was mm-hmm. really impressed with the Rilo. Walking across the glacier. Oh, so man. 
when we parked the car, we were parked on the um, glacial sediments before the glacier. We walked for maybe about 15 minutes, pretty quick yep. walk, till we got to the glacier. And then mm -hmm. we had to put the crampons on, which are giant spikes, which Call were the so fun to wear. Um, and instantly I was like, there's no way that this is going to hold us on this ice. Like, this is crazy. But it actually did. It worked. Yeah. It worked perfectly. It held us on the ice. We did not fall. Strange Thank to God. get used to it, though. It's it was like, really hard to get used to. It adds about an inch. You have to lift your to legs, the, your knees up higher. To so you how your trip. foot is. Yeah. yeah. To how wide your foot is. So we had to lift them a lot higher. And then everything gets really cool. Everyone's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. Awesome. It was like um, very So yeah, so then we're hiking across the ice and it's so cool. And we were walking for maybe like an hour, two hours across the ice before we got to the first ice cave. Yeah, but, about that. I'd say about an yeah, hour, an hour and a half. As we were walking, we did see some moulins, which were awesome. Moulins. Yeah, moulins. Can you explain to us what I moulins are? I certainly can. Um, so the moulins are really interesting. Um, it's when water kind of melts off the glacier, starts coming down the glacier. There's some um, debris within that water, small rocks and things. So for anyone who doesn't know, as glaciers grow and move, they pick up rocks inside them um, and take them with them. Rock babies. Rock babies, yes. So as the glacier melts, the water takes tiny little pieces of sand, grit, little pebbles, things like that with it. Um, and sometimes they get caught in a bit of a depression within the ice on top of the ice and they start to spin and just like um a windmill and that's why they're called moulins flushing a toilet in french a moulin is a windmill a windmill and <laughs> so it's like flushing a toilet where it just goes around and around and around and because it's taking this debris and sand and with water. it and the water yeah. it um eats away at the ice and creates a funnel and some of these funnels are really huge, actually. Which turn into... And then they turn into ice caves. They turn into ice caves. So, so we were going in large moulins. Yeah. So we saw baby ice caves. Baby ice caves. From ice surface. caves in the making. So after the moulins, you're right, the moulins was like the midpoint. Yeah. So next crazy spot was... When we got to the ice cave? When the we got one. to the ice cave opening. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew. We circled that thing. Mm -hmm. It was big. It was big. They had used a chainsaw to carve stairs into the ice. <laughs> to get us down into the And there the was cave. a tiny little rope that was linked down through the ice. Yeah. So that we could hold on to something. Yeah. So you're... One at a time. Yeah. You're trying to walk down ice stairs, holding on to a tiny little rope. With crampons. Uh, with crampons. <laughs> <laughs> it was nerve-wracking, I'll admit. I was uh, pretty pretty sketched out, but we did it. And I, I loved it. It, <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And then when we got inside, there was actually some, um, there's some waterfalls on the one end yeah. because they were coming through the ice and actually like little rivers running through the ice. Which All the really caves cool. have a river running through them. Yeah. That's how the caves are built yeah. is how water runs through them and eats away. So it was pretty cool. We took a ton of pictures. So when we got, when you first stepped foot down into the cave area, there was you looked up, there was all sky. There was no roof, but yeah. at the same time, you looked around and it was already one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was just out of this world. Into it, and under the glacier, that was amazing. 
the blues, the, these the colors and the shapes that would come mm -hmm. out of these glaciers mm -hmm. are indescribable, and that's what makes this our number one hike for sure in Iceland. It's it was absolutely it's it should be on your bucket list. It should Definitely. be the place where you propose. It should be you know <laughs> like it's just it's absolutely incredible that that first cave I'll never forget it. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll never forget that cave. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It was what about two, three hundred meters? We'll say two hundred meters long. Yeah. And in, sometimes it was mostly closed in. Sometimes there'd be a hole carved out in the ceiling so that yeah. you'd be able to see the clouds. And it was raining that day, so we'd yeah. get some rain. And it started off once we got down. Um, our guide took us in to show us everybody um, where the safe spots were and where the unsafe spots were and where you could and couldn't stand. Yeah. And then after that, we just got a free-for-all. We could just take pictures. Um, we had some snacks for lunch. <laughs> I, I was so excited to take pictures. I remember I had set up my camera on my oh tripod. My and it was around your and neck. And it was around my neck. <laughs> over top of your GoPro. The over top of my GoPro with the Rilo. Yeah. I had three cameras going. I was such a, I was such a tourist really i'm really happy i set up my tripod and had the, left the strap on my camera to put on my neck because all i had to do was place a tripod my timer was set and we were able to make the most out of the five to ten seconds without one of the six members being in it mm -hmm. ever yeah we, we, we got, got a lot of pictures just the two of us or 60 of to 100 us. pictures within a 10 mm -hmm. to 15 minute time mm -hmm. frame where we were able to get just you and I, or you or I, yeah. or just Glacier. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And then after that one, we went to another ice cave, which was just further down a little bit. Yes, and it was right shaped. next to the Glacier Lagoon. Right next to Glacier Lagoon. Which is awesome. This I would consider, um, and one thing that makes this, uh, you know, more expensive tour and, and day-long day tour more worth it, uh, in my opinion, was the furthest cave away from the start. And the guide said it when we got to Glacier Lagoon, which we had a nice view of when we were on top of the glacier. He said, you see those cracks in the ice over there? Those fissures? That's why we don't go further than this. And we were able to take nice pictures of the whole bay, Glacier Lagoon. You, we couldn't even see the start anymore. That's yeah. how far away it was. Yeah. Uh, and, but... Sorry, the reason that um, we couldn't go any further was because uh, large chunks of the glacier could let go where the fissures were, and it could cause, like, kind of mini tsunamis. Which is what we were which seeing. Which could take people out Diamond, Diamond Beach and Glacier yeah. Lagoon. and then that's how Diamond Beach and yeah. Glacier Lagoon get the <laughs> tiny little That's where they come from. <laughs> and ice, ice chunks, yeah. So um, that's why there's a safety risk with getting too close because um, the waves could be high enough to take us off the glacier and sweep us out to sea. So <laughs> yeah, and then that cave was really cool. We got to get some. Nice it was the heart shaped cave. Yeah, it had a heart. Shape. It was jumbo. It was uh, this cave compared to the other one, the first one, which was very intimate, I would say, mm -hmm. and like a very long tube. Mm -hmm. Um, this, this one was quite big. This yeah. one was well developed. Yeah. It had been carving a hole for a long time and yeah. was, I would say, four times as large. Mm -hmm. The openings in the ceiling were larger and there was mm -hmm. only really two ice bridges mm -hmm. going on top. 
and they were they were yeah. high up. They must and that's have been. the ice bridge we walked, isn't that's it? That's the ice bridge we walked yeah. on top of. We yeah. did it. He, it was really yeah. spooky, but we did it. Yeah, yeah. It was af- cool. after the heart shaped large ice cave, we went through a tiny tiny little ice tunnel, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, that's right. That little ice, tunnel. little ice tunnel. And you went through it twice. I went through it three times. Three times. Because I didn't want anyone in there and And I didn't know where he was. <laughs> so I was waiting. <laughs> So after that, that's when we went to Sea Glacier Lagoon, yeah. and then on our way back, we went, instead of going back down we under went, to go through yeah. the cave, we went on top of the ice on bridge. On top of the ice bridge. And that's when we made our way back. Up in the buggy, yeah. quick story, as we're going back to uh, Glacier Lagoon to end the tour, turns out they're experimenting with tours that's right to drive people hovercrafts hovercrafts along glacier lagoon so by the way if you go there you can get a hovercraft tour to the glaciers now yeah might be i think they were saying what six i think it said five or six hundred dollars i don't know so it's it's expensive but but it looked awesome it's you're going to be one of the first people to do it so and we saw them zipping around when we were at the glacier lagoon yeah and he was talking about it because they were friends and then we ended up picking up one of the guys yeah on the way back who was doing the test drive so that was pretty cool they leave their little hovercrafts yeah on the way back where we were driving and we picked them up yeah so that was cool cool sure cool local day yeah (laughs) um yeah so that was our glacier tour um, and then after that, it was pitch dark by the time we got back, super, super dark out, and we went straight to Reykjavik from there. Uh, we picked up oh, groceries at like 10.30 at night in Reykjavik. Oh, that was a long day. It was such a long day. Thanks, bonus day. We were cranky. Spare day. So, yeah, our apartment was really nice. We got in at like 11. Kitchenette. We cooked Boutique. dinner at 11.30, as Boutique you said. Style. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we were so exhausted. I remember we had tried to do laundry in Hofen, but our socks hadn't fully dried. So when we got to the apartment in Reykjavik, there were a bunch of socks on the on the dash of the <laughs> rental car trying to dry out. So I had to, we had to pack up. We didn't bring everything into the apartment from the car. We just brought what we needed, but that included the multitudes of socks that were still drying. <laughs> Um, one big thing when we travel is we like to just bring what we really need and then do laundry on the road. Um, it's a lot easier to just do shower laundry or laundry in the sink, or if you have access to a laundromat, do that, than to bring enough socks and underwear and pants for the whole trip. So that's what we did, um, to save ourselves on some baggage fees and to just make things a little easier. Um, of course, downside is, as you know now. That uh, you end up with socks in your dashboard as you're driving. (laughs) But, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. That was part one of our Iceland adventure. Join us next week to hear about lavatudes, snorkeling in Silfra, and what we want to do the next time we're back in Iceland. Don't forget to check out the Instagram account for pictures of this adventure and so much more. Bye!